1: at the Sacred Icon Podcast, where we keep things sacred. Wow, Guys and gals, one of our favorite things to do when we have a friend on the show is hear their Halo journey, a nostalgic dive back to a very personal great journey that not only lets us all learn more about our friendy friend, but allows us all to tap into our sentimentality on the franchise that has brought us buttloads of joy. I'm your hosty host, Joshy Washy. Join with me as always is my buddy, my pal, my friend, the guy who says all seasons of Game of Thrones are good. I don't care what anyone says, Brian Arvet. But Player Three once again has joined the game, and we are pleased as punch to reintroduce back hitting respawn to drop in on the chilly, rained-out night of New Mombasa streets, ladies and gentlemen. It's our buddy Nestor, A.K.A.
2: Fucking Weejay. <laughs> I'm back.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. Why Ew. did I get some Wario I got some Wario vibes from that? Oh god, Ew. let me uh <clears throat> Hey Ooh. Have a rotten day.
2: Ah, that's about as good as I can get. Well oh, that's really good though. <laughs> that's
0: really good. I like it. I like it. Cough, clap. Uh yeah, guys, we're we're here with Nestor. Uh he goes by Green Plumber for all of you who listen to our patron shout out. Uh, also that. And right. uh <laughs> he, he's got It's <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> yeah, I always pass it over to Josh to say that one. Um, but uh, I, I love one of the things me, I baby. love is, uh, about Nestor is he has like. Now I could be wrong. I think your top three games are Luigi's Mansion, Odst, and Majora's Mask, right? Yes. Oh yes. man, he's got three. Yeah, he the, has points. Yeah, I like that. He, point, he, to sorry. me, he has he has the coolest top three I've ever heard in my life, and that's not even my like my own top three. It's not as cool. It's his top three because I just feel like it's such an original. Like it's so telling mm-hmm. of the type of person that Nestor is because you have Luigi's Mansion, which is at least when it came out, an obscure spinoff from a more popular franchise, and you have Odst, which was an obscure spinoff from a more popular franchise, mm-hmm. and then Majora's Mask, which it technically wasn't a spinoff, but it kind of feels like an obscure spinoff from a popular franchise, right? Like they're 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 the they're kind of the um, in a sense black sheep, even though like. ODST is really loved, and Majora's Master really loved, but they're, he's got very good picks, um, and I love those games, so I really appreciate that, but we want to get into uh, how you got into Halo, where it first like it came up into your life, and how you got pulled into it, and just tell us that story, and then we'll kind of talk through how you feel about each of the games. All right. Nestor. Uh, so, Halo came to me at
2: a very formative period in my life. I, I was We were fresh off of the move. Um. And uh, first first friend I made uh, in the area had just gotten a 360 in Halo 3. So that was like my first, nice. you know, my first exposure to it. And uh, I just mm-hmm. remember playing Halo 3, making my dude green, and uh, <laughs> using the Needler to high heaven because I sucked at shooting anything else. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, Needler, such a good design, dude. I, I love that gun.
1: Me too.
2: Um, it's great, iconic. And then uh, uh, about a year later, I um, I met my my best friends, uh, their brothers. Shout out to to Ruben and Bobby. Thank you guys,
1: Ruben and Bobby. Shout
2: out the the real homies. Uh, oh, yeah. They had gotten the 360 for Christmas that year with mm-hmm. Halo Three, and uh, uh, so many of my fondest memories are just sitting in their garage just playing halo all day and losing and losing every match
1: (laughs) man i i get it dude i'd go over to brian brian did this one lamb party that i missed out on because i had to work that night and i regret not calling in to this to this day i've hated that so much because when i was over there when i did go to him dude i felt like i'm like why can't every day be like this Let's all give up. <laughs> let's all give up on our dreams. Let's just do
0: this. I, I, feel like I don't know a country. Something like a country song like, you know,
1: why can't every day be just like this? Why can't every day be Halo 3 day?
2: Yeah. but dude, I, I, Continue, I somebody. I just remember, uh, yeah, we only we only got to, like, system link, I think, like, once. And it was, like, up to six people. But it was still the coolest thing ever. Um, are you more, more, are you more back multiplayer back or yeah,
0: campaign oriented?
2: Uh, oh, me? Yes, yeah. I'd say pretty evenly on both. Pretty even. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, so
0: Halo Three is where you started. Where did it go from there?
2: Yeah, Halo Three, uh, and then I think the only the only game that I was really like super aware of the you know all the marketing and the commercials for was ODST, and I think that's part of the reason why it stuck with me so hard. I just remember yeah. my friend uh, being like, "Hey, oh, dude, did they make it another Halo game?" And I'm like, "Oh, hell yeah! Let me see it." And uh, I just remember, I, I think, well, it, it was like an E3, right, where they they showed off the the trailer of a, like the Brookie walking through New Mombasa.
1: Yeah, was it the yeah. Recon one?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it was the Recon, recon one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember that. Oh God. Yeah, and I think because uh, I, I I I wasn't the one with the Xbox, so, but I was pretty much over there every day. The homie picked it up. And uh I t- totally fell in love with Firefight. Uh so good. totally like it's tr- completely I've enamored. Enough, uh, I I yeah, dude. Nah, but completely enamored with uh with ODSTs in general. I just thought their helmets are super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh I remember
0: Can the three of us do a firefight on ODST sometimes? Dude, hell yeah, floodfight. I fight, would love fight, Flood Fight. To, flood fight. <laughs> it's so oh, good. Yeah, I've never I've never actually got to try dude. Flood Fight, so that'd be
2: cool. Yeah. Uh Firefight with the um with the elite enemies, is super trippy. Just fighting elites in Halo Three. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Man, if we can figure that out, I would love to, dude. Yeah, I do. I don't play it enough.
0: They, they, are tough, but. Well, we'll set all of our we'll set all of our statuses to offline and make everyone jealous. <laughs> <laughs> the stars will
1: align. Oh yeah, man. Yes. <laughs> dude, but, it's interesting you mentioned that about recon though, because I remember I had a, like a fall off right around there, mm-hmm. but. When I saw the Recon trailer, I was like, what is this? And then you can start to kind of piece together that it's like a Halo game. And you're like, "What? I- what is this? There's no chief. That looks like an ODS, you know, and all that stuff. And then by the end, it says Recon. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, this is like, this is, that was the most strangest time for me as a Halo fan. Like even, even disregarding Halo Wars, not to knock Halo Wars, but just, just, I don't know. It was weird to see just the... Hill 3 recon. I I don't know. It was so weird. I, I wasn't used to spin off games or anything like that at the time.
0: Well, yeah, I'm sure you can remember from a podcast previous, Nestor, but like it was such a what's so memorable to me about ODST, and I, I'm gonna shorten the story since it's already been told before, but the TLDR is uh, I was I had gotten with my very first girlfriend and I just didn't care about games that much because I was into, you know, being with my girlfriend. So I sold my three sixty to my friend Justin, who is Josh's cousin, and a week after I sold it to him, they unveiled ODST, and I was blown away. I was like, holy blown shit, more way. Halo, and you're not playing as Master Chief, oh my god, I want this game. And then I tried to buy my console back from Justin, and he's like, it's going to be an upcharge, and I'm like, you ass. <laughs> <laughs> And I ended up buying it back from him at an upcharge. Oh, oh man. Classic so, Brian but, moment. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yep, it is a classic Brian moment. Man. Um, so, but ODST, dude, uh, you got him back a year later
1: with that, uh, with that hamburger mm. from Wendy's. Oh, <laughs>
0: <yeah>. <laughs> you guys both
1: got, uh, each other there. He's the like, floor. I want, I want that. And I'm like, <sighs> you took a yeah, bite
2: of it. it. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> I remember too, but, uh, around the time the, uh, you guys remember the elite three sixties, the black ones.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I have yeah.
2: What, when that came out, uh, a friend gave me his old white 360. Mm hmm. I think it already been refurbished, so because it never red it never red ringed on me. Oh shit! But nice. um, uh, yeah. First game I played on it was I like, just dedicated a, a real solo playthrough to ODST, and I it just that's some of my fondest memories are just like playing in the middle of the night when rain's falling down in Umbasa, looking for all the looking for all the freaking voice clips. Man, that takes man. me back.
0: I, I hope I'm I hope I'm stranded. If I ever get stranded on an island, I hope it's with you, Nestor, because you will bring. Because I always ask those questions, like if you get stranded on an island, what's three games you'd bring? And he'll be like Majora's Mask, ODST, Luigi's Mansion. Damn, hey, man. Yeah, hey, 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 you're hey. locking compared to me, Nestor, because I'd bring Kotor. Brian's like, what
1: the hell is this? <laughs> hey, I, I would. I guarantee, if I was on an island with Kotor, I would fall in love. With you it. would. You would. To be fair, but I mean, those are good picks. Those are excellent picks on Nestor's side. So.
0: You know, you know what? One of my favorite things about this is something I don't say often because I don't have a good, like I feel like I couldn't make a good case for it because sometimes people just like things and they just like things for reasons that they don't really know. They just like things, like pizza, um, like pe- Well, pizza, you know, it's good, it's tasty. There's so many different toppings. <laughs> anyway, my brain says it's nice. I am so in love with the character, the rookie. I adore the rookie. I he's up there. He's probably he's. He's probably top three, potentially, for maybe maybe for me in, in in Halo. I just love the rookie and I honestly think it's just such bullshit that 343 killed him off in a book. Gosh, that's horrible.
2: But it was a good um, read, I'm not gonna lie.
0: Okay, no, yeah, yeah, that's fair. But like I'm just like the rookie to me was like the promise of what Bungie wanted for Master Chief fulfilled. I think I said that one time on yeah. the podcast before. They wanted a silent character that you just put your your your, your feet into, like, and just became that character. Yeah, and didn't have a character for himself, and that was the rookie, you know. And uh, I just love his. Oh, is holding up the uh,
1: rookie figure now. Oh, yeah, sucks.
0: of course I, I love, love him. the rookie. He's me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he doesn't have a voice, you know, and he, and you can just really step into his shoes. And when, when you feel lost in Mombasa with the water coming down and the rain coming down, and it's dark, and you just. You just become the rookie and I just love that character so much and I'm so sad he got killed off but uh I don't know. He's to me he's just like I like Rookie more than all of Noble Team and it doesn't really make sense. I know Noble Team is like more developed I guess but I just I love him.
2: Uh, he's he's got he's definitely got personality through his little, you know, mannerisms.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean that's where I that's like true. him too. I I think dude, it's so weird because I played ODST and I was like okay, that was fun. But then I played Reach back in the day and I was like damn. I was like, man, I've been really sleeping on Halo lately. This is fucking amazing. And then, like I said, I was so out of touch. Uh, I said this before at some point.
0: You're out (laughs) of touch.
1: (laughs) Oh, dude, that's such a fucking banger of a song. (laughs) Anyway, uh, man, you got me thinking about that. Uh, But when they had the thing at the end of the credits or whatever it is, the thank you Bungie or whatever, thank you guys, I was like, that's cool. When's the next game? You know, I didn't understand what the hell it meant. I didn't realize. I was so out of it. But... Um as years have passed what i really loved about halo reach is like kind of worn off like i still really love it but the it was that some games some games have this thing for me where it's like that first time experience is it every time after it's like still fun i still remember that first feeling but it's significantly less enjoyable whereas other ones are the opposite and for reach is like the former because it's like the whole exciting part was knowing it's, how it's going to end, but you don't know how you get to that point. That was amazing. Now that I go in and replay it every time, I know what to expect. So then there's no kind of like, now I really just get the rest of what's there. And that's when I start to realize like, I don't like the characters as much. And then I and then I go and replay ODST every time and I'm like, my first time I was like, yeah, it's it's okay. It's pretty good. I love it even more every single time I play it. The fucking atmosphere. It's just amazing that this game that's like five hours has so much in terms of its atmosphere, its soundtrack, its characters. Yeah, man. Like, I'm still wanting to see Dare again. Like, I, you know, I miss uh, And I was so excited to see Buck in five. Like, uh, I wonder what can be speedrun quicker Luigi's
2: Mansion or ODST? Oh, uh, Luigi's Mansion, for sure. I've, I've seen both. So. <laughs> I know, okay.
0: <laughs> but it's mostly because so, so, there
2: are some wild ass glitches in Luigi's Mansion. We won't even get into that right okay. now. <laughs> so, Box, so Nestor, like,
0: take us take us forward from like from ODST. That so ODST became your favorite. Yeah. You know, how about Reach four five Infinite? Like, how did you like those games? Were you anticipated for those games? Like, are you excited? Like, how's your Halo journey? Been? Oh yeah, uh, real quick before we move on, can I can I say
2: getting OD getting the ODST helmet through be- it's beating the game on legendary yeah changed my life I, I was an elite man before then because i loved the arbiter mm-hmm. yeah you know because i was player two most of the time yeah. um but after i got that helmet man I've, I've been rocking it ever since and i do not look back
1: <laughs> dude it's funny um, great helmet i don't know if you guys remember how you could get that nightfall if you watched nightfall yeah you could get that armor in halo 5 as like the odst1 or whatever it was that was like my default Armor throughout my entire lifespan of playing Halo Five. I yeah. just never saw anything I thought was as badass no, as that.
2: Same here, mostly because I never got Helljumper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you can say whatever you want about about Infinite, but at least you can get your stuff when you want it.
1: <laughs> that's true.
2: That's the that's, that's very the, true. Uh, Customization is really important to me, and just having having a re-roll essentially for your armor bits in Halo Five was, I think, the worst part about it.
0: Hmm. No, that's fair. Fair enough. i uh, have seen that complaint more and
1: more, and I realize. I mean, I had mine right away, so I didn't. It, I wasn't affected, but I see how that. I see how that got everyone. Yeah, yeah it's
0: different for us because I, I don't care about customization at all. I'll just roll. He's like, whatever I to, you default start, chief, though so. like noble six. I'm just playing as noble six that they started when you put the game. Mark five you know, B. So
1: uh, Brian, make yeah. sure you uh, equip your experience boost.
0: Your yeah, boost. Josh would get so mad. be like... <laughs> Brian, why aren't you equipping your experience boost? I'm oh, sorry, Josh. It's like I don't give like a shit. Be- I was like a beaten housewife. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man, uh, didn't man. mean to sidestep us though. Continue. No, you're good, after. dude. Uh, so after Odst, <clears throat> uh, I don't remember being in the loop as much for uh, for Reach, but I definitely mm-hmm. we, we definitely played it when it came out. And uh, at
0: this point, had you gone back and played Halo One and Two or you know, Halo?
2: No, I'll get I'll oh, get okay. into that <clears throat> in a little bit. Okay, but um. Yeah, played played Reach. Was great. Custom games on custom games were so much fun. Forge World, running around at two hundred percent speed with gravity hammers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anarchy. We, we had a lot of custom game shenanigans going on. It's mostly because I, I personally I think the DMR completely ruins the multiplayer in that game. <clears throat> mm, you're not alone on that one. But um, I see that. that's fair. But Reach was fun. And then um I remember getting Halo 4 on release uh my 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 homie got it for me on uh he he w- he went to the midnight launch for that. I'm not I can't remember why I didn't go. <clears throat> but um I was kind of starting college around that time. Mm-hmm. So uh, I got about halfway through the campaign and then I just totally fell off. <clears throat> and then they announced the Xbox 1. And we all know how that went. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Don.
0: Peachy. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, man.
2: Uh, The big old stinky. So that was a wash. And uh, from then on, I I really didn't get back into Halo. Um, You know, I kind of I kind of kept in, in touch with it, I guess, uh, for a little bit because my my friend did end up getting an Xbox One, and we played a little bit of Halo Five. Or should I say, he let me play Halo Five because there's no split screen. <laughs> the salt. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> the salt was real. I'm like, I'm like, man, not even in multiplayer. Man. So. Yeah, that
1: was that yeah, was tough.
2: <clears throat> so I I really didn't get back into Halo until um the hype for Infinite was coming up. Mm-hmm. And they released the MCC on PC, and, and then I found you guys because I was in that big Halo mood. <clears throat> that's awesome,
1: man! Love hearing that. Yeah, man, That's fucking cool.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. That that uh Halo Three anniversary episode.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Oh. Cleanest stuff, <laughs> is is boys. That, is, that,
0: is that the one that's my favorite? The, the launch of Halo 65? Three, I think.
2: I think that's what it's called.
1: I think.
0: Oh.
2: But yeah. But yeah, dude. Uh, and then uh when when MCC launched on PC, uh, that's when I finally got to play uh well finally got to play Halo one like by myself. i, I played it before I think I played the anniversary when it came out. Mm, okay but uh-huh. uh that that was when I really finally for the first time got to play Halo 2. Wow so wow. really so it was one of your reasons really you played yep and uh, yeah no. it after five it's juicy. <laughs> And that's and that's because my boy Bobby, uh, he he swore that Halo Two sucked and Halo Three was better. <laughs> wow, heresy! Yeah, I don't know about but that. But to to be fair, to be fair, I think you you, you mentioned that um, Halo Two ran like shit on 360, right? It it did.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I played yeah, that a ton on there. So and yeah, it was. That's uh,
0: that's probably why.
1: Yeah, that's fair. No, that's definitely fair.
0: So, did you like Halo One and Two playing them? Oh uh, yeah, dude.
2: Uh, so, Halo One. It's really weird because, like, you go you go back and play it, and it, it's got that like um, it's got that like sense of nostalgia. Even though, like, I didn't grow up with it, mm-hmm. you know. We understand. I, that. I, I go back and play it, and it feels like I'm playing like Half Life Two. You okay, know, I got that's you.
0: how I feel. It, that's how I feel when I play Final Fantasy Seven. I wasn't. I I didn't play it in '97, but I feel like I'm back in the PS1 era, like with games I played like it. You know? yeah, sh- shout out to
2: Kingdom Hearts. Uh, Halo One is pretty simple and clean.
0: Oh, yeah, yes. dude, I
1: fucking <laughs> love that. <Man. laughs> I got. <laughs> I might have to put that at the end of this episode. I had a, a jingle of that I was doing not too long ago, actually. I fucking love that song, dude. Man. It's so good. But I want to get people in a car that'll just sing a song together. You put that shit on. Yep. Oh my god. When you walk away, that you shit's don't so- hear me say,
2: "Oh, please, <laughs> oh, baby."
1: Oh man, so oh, man. good.
2: It's but so uh good. Yeah, Halo Halo 1 I think is it, it, it holds up incredibly well. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, Halo 2, uh <laughs> don't never play it on legendary. <laughs> That's all I got to sure. say. Um uh, but I I, I remember uh, playing it and uh just kind of being surprised cuz I'm like, "Whoa, this is when the Ragdoll started?"
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think Halo Three was my first game with ragdolls in it, so that's like another reason why I-, I thought it was so cool when I first played it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, Halo Two was just like uh, like going in it for the first time, even after all these years, I thought it was really impressive. That's great! i
1: hear a, it. I don't know. They each got a different vibe to it. I think there was a time when I looked at like the first three is just like this cohesive, like tonal, unity, unified experience. And like I go back and I play them individually, they're all vastly different. I mean, there's similar threads, but I mean, like Halo Two has that. Like Halo One is like ancient, mysterious. Halo Two is like badass. You know, like we're just gonna just dial up to ten. You know, back in those days when everyone wore like baggy pants and listened to Incubus and everything like that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you know that's what we're going for. Two or aliens. Yeah, and Halo
1: Three was like emotional roller coaster. You know, and stuff. So I don't know. It's yeah. It's interesting. That's that's uh, that's interesting. Where, what what would you say is your least favorite one?
2: Probably two.
1: Two? Okay.
2: Yeah, and and it's mostly just because because uh, I I really don't like the way the guns are balanced in it. Yeah, the, they made okay. they made my shotgun ass, dude. That's my favorite gun.
1: <laughs> Was it you in the Discord that said that the other day? Yeah. I meant to like reply to that, but dude, I completely agree. I I hate the Halo shoot. Bro,
2: shotgun, how close dude. do I have to be to one type of guy?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It has to be in his asshole, dude. Straight <laughs> up, man, it sucks. But no nah, So, he, did you like? Were you okay with Halo Five story then? Because of the different place you come from, like yeah, playing Halo.
2: I mean, I came into it kind of late, so I knew what to expect. And honestly, it, it was better than I. It was better than than did I. Did right? you
0: know going thing. in, like before
1: you boot up the, you know, you start playing? Did you know Buck was in that, or were you kind of ambivalent to it?
2: Yeah, I remember. Um, I remember when the pre-release was going on. and uh, my boy was like, hey, yo, you know Bucks in this, right? I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, he's a Spartan now, and I'm like, hell yeah, dude. (laughs) That's my boy. That's
0: awesome.
1: It was interesting. I remember Brian, I remember sitting there playing like one of the, I think it was, I think it was Halo Reach. I was at Brian's, and a bunch of us were playing multiplayer, and I'm listening. This is at the point when I'm still coming back into the fold, MCC, we're on the road to, and Brian and Creighton are discussing their thoughts on halo 5 so i'm still like at this point in time i'm less of like a a, a participant in the conversation and i'm more a fly on the wall again and they're sitting there i remember brian was saying you said in like was it was it halo reach brian that there was a description where it said if he was any better he'd be a spartan
0: yeah i think it was okay reach, yeah.
1: yeah it was in the reach firefighter something like that and anyway i remember you saying that stuff and i was like that would be cool man that would be cool and then it happened and I was like wow. Yep. Brian knows his shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was a good call. Yeah. Good
2: call. Oh, but yeah. R- real quick, heading back to, to Halo 2. Yeah. Uh I just got to say that I like the Arbiter missions. I don't care what anybody says. He's still one of my favorite wow. characters. Yeah. He- he- well, uh, he- heading back to play that game and like finally um cuz I stayed somehow I stayed mostly unspoiled for Halo 2. So when I went, I went into it pretty fresh, and it was, uh, it was really nice, kind of getting to, getting to have more of more of his character, Mm -hmm. and uh, it just made me realize how how dirty they did him in Halo Three.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, see, I I don't know if this if you were referring to this at all, Nestor, but like, so to make a long story short. You know, on Twitter, we're always seen as we're so positive all the time. People call us shills and whatnot. So I made a post that got pretty big. That was like it was a list of everything we don't like about all the hate games. Um, so just so that people could, I pinned it at the top so if people say, you know, oh they never have anything bad to say. Boom, here's the thoughts. Uh, boom, you looking for this? And, yeah, you boom, you looking for this? Man, and, uh, that's my
1: thing now apparently.
0: <laughs> the, the one Halo that I had the least criticism, and I, I incorporated what I knew about from what Josh said, too. That's why I put ODST ends just as it's getting started, because that's Josh's uh, complaint more than mine. Um, but like for if you, if you look at it, the, the Halo that I put the least criticisms for was, was Halo 2. And I just put no assault rifle. was unfortunate. And um, some of the missions are boring. Um, and that really pissed a lot of people off. And I, the, my favorite game in existence is Halo Two. So I'm trying to remove my bias here. You know, I'm not. I feel it like, like I you was, had me in mind there, out of the, between the two of us. But I, I mean,
1: yeah. I'm sure you count in that. Yeah. But I, I'm sure you factor yeah. in. But I, but I feel like I'm the one who's been
0: more a bit more critical in that regard. Yeah, so I feel for bad you sure. got attacked for that. But it's like, but <laughs> it's it's not in like. I love the Arbiter, like, the probably the best thing about Halo 2 is how much his story gets told, but, like, there's a couple, in my opinion, and I, I, it sounds like you disagree, Nestor which is completely cool, my opinion, there's a, at least two, maybe three missions, and they happen to be Arbiters, that are just really kind of bland or boring for me, and the funny thing is, one of them I don't, I, the one I really, one I really don't like is probably Sacred Icon, <laughs> oddly enough. <laughs> Fuck that um, level. Yeah. That's the
2: one with the, with the gondolas, uh, right?
0: Oh, well I like that part, but like the whole the whole entire I could be getting it wrong, but the whole level I think I am getting it wrong actually. What comes what's the level before Sacred Icon? The one with all the pistons. Oh man, I don't know. Like there's all the pistons, there's all the flood, everything's super dark. It's yeah, a super long I know exactly level.
2: Exactly which one you're talking
0: about. And it's just not like I like it because it's Halo 2. I like it because of the narrative and the gameplay. But the level itself. Well, Quarantine Zone exactly comes I mean. out. It uh, comes Quar- after it. Quarantine Zone. Regret yeah. is the one just before oh, it.
2: I-, I think Quarantine Zone is probably okay. my favorite too, because it's so wide open and you. Dude, just- okay.
1: I used to hate that level. I replayed it the last time I played Halo Two on Legendary. I love it now. Oh yeah, completely dude. flipped me on that. Some of the uh, arbiter levels, I'm still iffy on personally, but Quarantine Zone, love it.
0: Yeah, but, but, but it's uh, not an arbiter thing. It's just a level thing.
2: Play, playing that level on uh, Anniversary mode with uh, with the new soundtrack over it. it's so good
0: okay oh i do love that soundtrack yeah
1: yeah you said earlier um when you played halo one you played the anniversary did um did you primarily like your first time going through combat evolved are you primarily playing that through the anniversary graphics Did you switch a lot uh did you pull you know play it the opposite way and play with the original graphics going through
2: oh i switched a lot switched a lot pretty much like every 10 minutes i would switch back and forth
1: What's As your take on who the anniversary? It late, which you for prefer? That one? Yeah, which you prefer?
2: Um, I, I think I kind of prefer the
0: <clears throat> I prefer the anniversary for sure. Oh,
1: okay, different take, but no, okay. I respect that. I
2: respect
0: when it. It. it's when it's when you haven't when you didn't play it back in its heyday. I think it's much easier to appreciate the anniversary one. Yeah, that's but, what I'm fascinated but, you by.
2: You know, no no knock against it. Like I can go back and forth pretty easy. It's not by that it's not by that wide a margin that I prefer it, but mm-hmm. yeah.
0: No, okay, so here's here's what I'm really curious about, Nestor. So, like you, you know, you had this experience where you got into Halo with three, and you lo- ODST was your favorite. Played Reach, and it sounds like four, you you know, you were at a different place in life, kind of didn't grab you too much. And five, you went and played at your buddies, but, um, you know, you said that Infinite was kind of like bringing you back into the fold, and then that's where you found us, and all this kind of started what was it about infinite that like really brought you back and wanted to get you like diving deep into a community for halo? Like what was it about infinite?
2: Man. uh Well, it was mostly because of MCC. I'm like, okay, all this stuff's coming to PC okay. and uh, me and me and any, like me and like all our friends that had like had dropped off by that point are going to be able to come back and play it. And we did. And it yeah. was great. Um, yeah, just think back I to uh, there, there. there's a there's a there was like this Facebook post where it's just like uh, it's it was literally just the menu and the menu music from Halo 3,
0: mm-hmm. you know, and
2: it's playing Never Forget. Mm. And my boy, my boy Bobby tagged me in that and he's like, You want to play? And I'm like, Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tear rolling down my face. <laughs> That's great.
0: Hell yeah, dude. That's, That's so great. Cool. So, and s- so MCC's revival is kind of what did it for you, though.
2: Oh yeah, big time. Because you know, I finally got to finish Halo Four. I got to play Halo Two, um, and uh, yeah, I, I got caught up. On, I got caught up on as much lore as I possibly could. I went back and played some more Halo Five. Um, I, I listened to a, I listened to like a couple podcasts, and then I and then you know, I, I found you guys, and you guys just hit that like sweet spot of just like let's talk about the good old days and, and reminisce about them. And uh, you know, it made me realize that the good old days aren't aren't so good and old. They're not over yet. hmm
0: Yeah. Man, that's, that's cool. Well to hear. well said, man. Well said. It's interesting. So did, did... Go ahead, Brian. Go ahead, man.
1: Look at us being so polite. <laughs> this happens all the time. I love it. Well I'll just I'll just did... say it real quick. It's okay. It's um it's cool to hear you say that because I can remember I want to say it was early twenty twenty. We were just a couple months into doing this and Halo Reach is coming to PC, and throughout that, the rest of that year, I think they kept having the gradual releases and stuff like that, so it's interesting, like, by the time that was done, more or less, it sounds like that you kind of jumped on board, and you came back, you started experiencing those, and I remember us talking about those briefly, but, like, that was a thing where I thought, I'm really happy for those people, but also, like, it doesn't affect me personally, because I have it on Xbox, but, like, You know, here on the show, that's living proof of just how much that matters having that on PC for people.
0: It's funny, and we're we're saying this as we were in the middle of recording through our you know rise, fall, redemption, aftermath of MCC. But like MCC's proper relevance and launch really was 20. I mean, it worked on Xbox really well. Come 2018, but that 2019 with the PC announcement—that's really when it became a thing. Um, So. But that makes like a lot of sense. Lawn. Now, yeah, dude, they, <laughs> no yeah,
2: they really hit that sweet spot for uh, like a lot of the kids that grew up with was Reach.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So, uh, yeah, that's true. That it was that perfect time, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's why I think it struck such a chord. And especially when so, when they brought in ODST and they're like, "Hey, we're bringing Firefight back."
0: Yeah. Yes.
2: That absolutely. that was that was a huge moment for me. I'm
0: like, absolutely,
1: <laughs> you, I mean. For as much shit as three four three gets, they deserve so much praise because game preservation is so important, and that is something that I'm increasingly see like debated, especially with yeah. some of the recent like Ubisoft stuff. But, dude, that's important, and it hats off to having it all in one place. I mean, I. I want to say I'm not going to take it for granted, but I almost feel like I still take it for granted because I'm just so used to it now. But, like, that's incredible, dude. Dude, It is honestly incredible. I went went into this back in
2: and, yeah, 60 FPS makes a huge difference. (laughs) Yeah, he sold up a
1: 360 copy of ODST and, yeah, dude, it does.
2: I I, I went back to replay it and I'm like, holy crap, 720p. I can see the pixels on my hand. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting. You guys,
1: okay, random question. Do you guys... You guys have had two different experiences with playing Halo Combat Evolved. So I played it. I played it when it was relatively new. Brian played it after Halo Two. You played it fairly recently. It's fair to say. Um, is there ever any part of you guys that like kind of wants to just like like thinks I wonder what this would be like to play on an old CRTV on an original Xbox console, like the way it was kind of like made for at the time? Because I'm not gonna lie, like the older I'm getting, the more I'm like, I know I'm gonna hate it. My comparison of the 60 frames per second, high dynamic range, all that shit. But like, I kind of want to go back and play it like on an old CRT I mean, same that's
0: how I originally played it. Yeah, you know, that's, just, I'd like, I'd like to, but I know it wouldn't be as good. It would be really cool. Is like, it's never gonna happen. But to be like Josh, like you and I on camera on Twitch, sitting in front of a CRT playing through an entire Halo co- Com- Combat Evolved campaign, brings a smile you know? my face. That'd that be smile. amazing. Yeah, no,
2: I, I definitely have that with, like, a bunch of other games. Like, I I would love to go back and
0: play the original Luigi's Mansion on a CRT.
1: Yeah, yeah, man.
0: How do you mainly play it now? Do you just play it on your HDTV through, like, what, do you use GameCube or what? No, I've got
2: got a Wii with the HDMI out.
1: Ooh, nice. But even
2: then, it's, like, uh, it's not completely, like, perfect, you know? Because if if I emulate it on my PC, it looks completely different.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. I I don't mean to sidetrack real quick, but it's not been, like... Ported over any other time on it got to ported the, on the 3DS. Yeah.
2: That's it,
1: though. I mean, that's cool, but
2: not. And, and like you know, when it got ported on the 3DS, uh, there was like everybody's the Switch was already out by then, so everybody was like, "Well, why would you guys do this?" But um, yep. I guess to to sidetrack a little bit, uh, the reason because I know Brian, you are probably wondering why they put it on 3DS was uh, back when they were prototyping it, they uh, they originally messed with uh, having a 3D mode in it for like old school 3d tvs
1: oh like
2: 3d Mm -hmm. panels or whatever yeah but they shelled the idea so this is just kind of like it coming around full circle
0: that makes sense okay yeah that makes sense which
2: like leave it to nintendo only they would do that
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i i remember like like playing my switch here at home and then going to target and seeing the brand new release of luigi's mansion for 3ds on the shelf and i'm just like that's so strange you know Mm -hmm. um but so, so, you know, MCC obviously is what you brought you back, but was Infinite, was Infinite in itself bringing you back as well, or was it mostly just piggybacking off the MCC hype? Like, did you see anything from Infinite that made you go, oh, yeah, Halo's back, or is it just mostly like, well, I'm here with MCC already, so I'm excited for something new too?
2: Yeah, no, I think that was pretty much it. Um, you know, I, I got back in through MCC and halo infinite was coming out it xbox did a complete like you know heel turn from what happened with with the launch of the xbox one yeah. and so by that point i was like okay well i'm I'm ready to i'm ready to go back all in uh, on the xbox ecosystem hell yeah and uh you know with rare putting out actual good games now <laughs> again yeah and um
1: big sea of thieves fan here so yeah,
2: yeah dude I need to play it more, but it's just it's uh, one of those it's, things where it gets really time consuming.
1: Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's it's own second life.
2: But uh, so yeah, that that and um, you know the the Xbox All Access plan or whatever, where you you get your Xbox and you pay it off over two years. Like yeah, yeah, that's the main reason I have a Series X. Like <laughs> I, right. wouldn't, oh, I wouldn't I oh, wouldn't have hell, been yeah. able to just shell out the five hundred dollars for it in one go. But it's a lot. Hey, I'm paying yeah. it off thirty five bucks a month with Game Pass. So, I can't complain. Yeah. You know, I, yeah,
0: it's a pretty awesome deal. Real
1: quick, I gotta say, you know, I don't know if we've ever talked about this at all on the show, but, like, dude, you know, I, I can remember opening up uh, my console boxes through the years, my PlayStation 2 when I got it, you know, my PlayStation 4 for Christmas, uh, my Dreamcast, you know, Xbox One, my, you know, any one of them. But, dude, when you opened up that Xbox Series Xbox, it had it, like, presented almost like you just unlocked... You opened a chest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the way it was, like, situated in there and everything, I can specifically remember that. Most times, pulling a console out of a box, you're just pulling it out.
0: Oh, the presentation for the Series X was much better than the PS5, because it got them both in launch. Yeah. PS5 was like, here's a box, and it's in a cardboard egg crate, you know? Yeah. nothing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
1: But I also, when I got mine, <laughs> Brian, I was like, thank you so much. <laughs> you know, I was so worried about it getting banged up on the way and everything. Yeah. I thought, watch, I finally get one, and then it's all, like wrecked to shit.
0: But you send it back and they're like, we'll have a replacement to you within one year.
1: They're gonna like Brock Lesnar just F5 the damn thing and throw it. Hell yeah. yeah. So, but yeah no, <laughs> the,
2: and, and of course the first thing I did was download MCC and play uh, ODST at 120 frames. Yeah, was nice. What was that like?
1: That's awesome.
2: Oh man. It was so nice dude. Well first of all <laughs> MCC doesn't really load the greatest on, on OG Xbox Ones, which is what I was running with. Yeah. It was the, the, the launch The launch version of it. Oh yeah, I think VCR. So I had a I had a f- same friend give me that after he got his uh, elite. I think. Right. No. The. Uh, you mean the the one One X. X. I think. Yeah. 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 I got you though. I got you. <clears throat> but yeah, I was running with that for a good while, and that was that was originally what I was going to play Infinite on.
1: Oh okay okay. Oh. Man, so what yeah.
0: was what was your hype and expectations for Infinite like before it came out?
2: Oh man, uh, through the roof. I, I had high hopes
0: okay and, and so what what now campaign and multiplayer overall what how were your expectations met failed exceeded what happened
2: i mean they were met i can't complain too much the campaign i think was is great uh it's a, a nice like little a nice soft reset so yeah. they they, they, re- they really nailed that i think and uh yeah. i don't know how long it'll take for us to get any dlc for for the campaign but you know, hopefully not too long.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, sp- Eight ball says not likely, <laughs> uh, I know,
2: but Joe's back. So whatever comes out, however long it takes, it'll be good.
0: Sure. Yeah. Hell yeah.
2: And uh, multiplayer is still fun. <clears throat> I still play it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I just wish the progression was a little bit better. I'm sure everyone else does.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, man. What is, okay. We've asked you your, your, you know, your favorite least favorite. Halos, but w- w- in regards to multiplayer's, and, and you can count ODST because Firefight. But I mean, like, what's what's your favorite? What's your least favorite?
2: Uh, favorite is three.
1: Three? Hell yeah.
2: Least favorite. <laughs> least favorite is probably two.
1: Two. Uh-huh. But
2: you know, it, it's not to throw any shade at two. Two still a Halo game, so the bar is still really high. See that? Sure. that that's the thing. Like. Like I said, like I just recently played Halo Two, and even even though it's my least favorite, it's still more Halo, so it's still good. You know, it, it's it, none of the Halos are below eight out of tens for me. Mm-hmm. So even Halo Two being my least favorite, it's still an eight.
0: See, and I, I think this is what's so important because, like you know, the the online community acts like there is a pre established opinion for Halo, and if you don't fit into the pre established opinion. You're an idiot, or you or you're, you. Wrong, or yeah, you're stupid. Or, <laughs> Unfortunately. Because if you yeah. told anyone that you enjoy any aspect of Halo 5 more than Halo 2, they'd just say you're an idiot. Uh, I think Brute Force
1: is a much better game than Halo 4.
0: And that's, you know, that's just ridiculous. It's going to cause a lot of shit. Halo yeah. 5 is a high-quality game. Halo 2 is a high-quality game. If yeah. you like 5 more, I think that's completely reasonable and fair, you know, mm-hmm. so...
1: Well, it's interesting to hear you say that too. I mean, so overall Halo 2 is your least favorite package, not just on the campaign side but the multiplayer side. That's interesting. So, do you so in Halo 3 was your first foray, you said, correct?
0: Yes. With Halo 3.
1: Okay. So then what's your thoughts? Okay, so you know, you you retroactively have this experience with Arbiter. So, you know, you're player 2 in Halo 3, you're playing as the Arbiter, and he's kind of like the sidekick, he's the Samwise Gamgee of the adventure in a way, uh, you know. So then you get to you go back and you play Halo Two, kind of at the back well, end. We saw
0: of him in Halo 5 first also. True,
1: true, but you get to yeah. play as him again in Halo Two. Um, is that also another reason why you you like those levels so much in Halo Two? Because you really got to like really explore him there. Yeah, is that why those stand out?
2: I'm not even gonna lie, man. That, that's totally it. I, I, I already love the Arbiter, and it was nice to play as him again.
0: Hell yeah! Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. It was such a big risky move to make him such a prominent part of, of Halo Two, so it, it made sense that for Halo Three they were like, let's go do what's safe again. But yeah, you man. Know, some, it, some would argue that's good. Some would say it's it, good. it's so weird to look
2: back and think about what could have been with three, mm-hmm. but it's so good already that you probably wouldn't even want them to touch it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I... considering considering all things like you know Halo One through Three, um, you know it's just not worth complaining about. Odst. And reach and I'm kind of. I sound like a bungee purist when I say this, but today I'm kind of like you know, all halos are good enough to not complain, except four and five. You know, like like for me, like the bungee games and infinite to mm-hmm. me are just so. There's so much to love there that I just don't even need. I don't even care about the the complaints as much because I just love them. And I love 4 and 5, but, you know, when you get to 4 and 5, my list of complaints goes up considerably. So I am, you know, I don't mean to be, and I think anyone who knows Sacred Icon knows that we're not Bungie purists, but, like, I very much seem like a Bungie purist when I'm like, oh, yeah, the Bungie games are great, and then 4 and 5 stumbled a lot, and now Infinite's great again. But that's how
1: I feel. I don't know. I mean, it's it's interesting because, I mean, like, if you're coming into it for the first time, I think it's got to be cool. I mean, I you know, I'm alien to that. But, like, it's got to be cool to see, like, almost a sensory overload. You just have such a foray of games, and they each do something different, and you can see a clear <laughs> evolution. You know, only in ODST and 3 do you really have, like, real similar experiences, for the most part. But every other one is kind of the different. the same game, yeah. But then for us, it's like, man, you know... Well, like for you and I, Brian, then it's, it's riding it through the years, having to wait, like, three years for certain games, having to wait yeah. longer for others. And then for you, Nestor, it's kind of this, like, amalgamation. You're kind of, like, going here and there and almost kind of having this like cherry pick experience just trying to work your way back and experience it all. It's it's interesting uh to to see that. Uh do your one of your buddies uh the one that was like giving you the consoles and stuff like that or the one that tagged you? The one that tagged you on that video? Yeah. Um what's was he the one that said he didn't like Halo 2 as well? Yeah. Okay. Okay, did he have the, like the same opinions? I I'm, I'm ne- I never really hear that. I'm kind of fascinated by that.
2: Uh
0: man, well to be honest, I haven't asked him.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: it's- a lot of people were disappointed with Halo Two when it came out. I mean, Corey Hanks is another one. in Our community, yeah, just was really. Oh, no, that's by true.
2: It. Gr- granted, he had like a pretty similar experience to me because <clears throat> he was the one with the Xbox. So he mm-hmm. he played um he played three, he played two at some point. He probably borrowed it from someone. Saw it ran like crap, and then said it was crap.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Man, when you go okay, well, let's talk a little bit about ODST. When you when you play that nowadays, you boot that up. Is it immediate serotonin boost? You just oh, get yeah. that like a, a nostalgia
2: hitting you. You know, the, <laughs> the sax right at the beginning, <clears throat> the drop pot sequence. Yeah,
0: it's wonderful. It's got a great uh, opening. <laughs> I fucking love that.
2: That is honestly
1: probably. I feel like that is probably my favorite Halo opening in any game. I don't know. It's something I love about that, because it does a great job of introducing every one of the characters, and Rookie's just there. They hand the gun, or what is it? Wake up, cup. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: hands it to you, and you Sometimes just... Sometimes it pays to be the strong silent.
1: <laughs> Dude, so quotable, too. See what I mean? And then you fucking drop in, and then it just the tone changes. And see, I it's weird. I, I, I'd i be curious to know what you guys think. When I first played ADST... I don't know if I said this either. I fell off and then I went back and I played it. I beat it. But the um, first time I played it, I fell off because the the hub world thing kind of threw me off. And I I wasn't like overwhelmed by it. Cause it's, I mean, it's fairly small in a way, but like, it was so different. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And also like, I don't know how invested I am. You know, I mean, there's that whole thing about, you know, depends on your mentality, you know, in real life as to how you can enjoy a certain game at a time. But Um, did you guys like the hub stuff? Do you miss
0: that? I loved it, but I don't know if I would say it needed to be a staple for Halo going forward. But for ODST, it was it was freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Nestor?
2: Same here. It's like the hub wouldn't. So so if you took New Mombasa and gave it like uh, like a fresh coat of paint, like you made it, it, everything was exactly the same, but you were like on a Halo ring, and instead Mm -hmm. of buildings, it was all canyons and stuff. Yeah, it, it wouldn't be the same.
1: Okay, I think
2: that's fair. So, what like,
1: book? <clears throat> go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh
2: no, so like, um, like I, I love it as it is. The, the music, the rain, the ambience. It's all so cozy, even though, <laughs> even though it's an occupied city. Like, I don't know why, man. Yeah. It, it just, it puts me in the mood to like take a nap. It's so nice,
0: dude. I will At- atmosphere and mood is must just be so important for you. Nestor, because your your three top games all have just are just oozing with the atmosphere and mood.
2: Yeah, man, I, I just really love it when there's like something going on under the hood and you kind we'll of like you kind of have to like dig a little more for it, mm-hmm. you know, because like <clears throat> in like Luigi's Mansion, like you don't like the story is just uh go rescue Mario. Right. But if you want, uh, you can kind of figure out the story of, of the mansion, all the ghosts that live there, how they're related, you know, how they were created? Um, okay. And yeah, man, just that, that under the hood ambience or like, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm like getting lost in my words. Cause I don't even know how to explain it. No, you're but. good.
1: I understand it though. Cause I mean, I'm actually the same way when I, Think about nostalgia I have for any one of my favorite games. It's honestly that it's the tone, and it's the score, and those two things fuel like my mental imagery of what I remember. When I think about Kotor, I can remember like two specific planets that I was on. The music that was there, and it had this serene, serene sounds to it. And like when I was on Kashyyyk, the Wookiee planet, you know, it had this this kind of um, real organic sound to the music. And then it also had, you know, the ambiance of like being in a jungle, being in a forest and stuff. And when I think about that, that's one of the things that makes me nostalgic about it. I mean, yeah, the story's good. Characters are cool. I like the gameplay personally, but it's honestly that tone and that feel that really, really stick with me. And I'll do that for ODST. Sometimes I'll go on YouTube and I'll be like 10 hour ODST jazz.
2: Yeah. uh, Especially just cause like, um, you know, you play these games as a kid And you don't really pay too much attention to the story or the context of anything. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like I had no idea what Halo story was for the longest time. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But you go back and you play like ODST with the context and the backdrop that, Oh, humanity's on its last foot. They're on earth. You're not even a Spartan. Um, and it just like enhances the experience so much.
0: Hell yeah. It reminds me of like, I because mean, we're talking about like you know Nestor's favorite three games. Another one of his favorites is Majora's Mask, and like, if you approach Majora's Mask as this is a game where you need to uh, fight bad guys and kill the boss and save the world, that undermines what the game is so much. Because what what's so prominent about Majora's Mask is the the somberness, the sadness, the real human emotion, the depression that's going on, and like the side quests. What what's going on with the human characters, right? Like. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest quests in Majora's Masks is is that there's this this couple that loves each other and um, they promised that they would they would bring these like masks together as like a symbol of their marriage, and the the hus the guy who's going to be the husband the man he gets turned into a kid by like a witch. Oh, that sucks. He's, he's hiding it's- from his wife. Okay. He's hiding from his fiance because he doesn't he doesn't want to show his face because he's a child. Yeah, and like in the world's the whole thing of Majora's Mask is the world's gonna end in three days and like you have the opportunity through a side quest to help him and reunite the two and and, and if you complete if you successfully complete that side quest, they reunite and share their, their, their masks together and symbolize their love literally like a couple minutes before the world's going to oh,
1: that's that's super yeah, Beautiful. and tragic. than like, like
0: that's That's so much more important than like, beat the big bad guy, save the world. It's yeah. like those little moments like he's talking about with like the ghost in Luigi's Mansion or, you know, maybe what the context of what's going on in ODST. That stuff's so cool to me. Man, um, even that, hearing that yeah. brings me
1: over to that Nintendo side more and more. What the fuck have I been missing yeah. out on, man? <laughs> that, that,
0: that's like the one thing about, that's like the
2: tragic thing about video games is that you can't, you can't put them on a wall like a painting. And I wish so much that there was a way to just Individually, put every little moment of Majora's Mask on, like in a frame, and hang it up, and say, "This is what this game means to me, and this is what it makes me feel."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny because I'm, I'm actually playing. I know we're talking about Halo here, but like I'm actually playing Ocarina of Time right now, which is the only game to contest Halo Two as my favorite game of all time. And Ocarina of Time, you know, it's a classic; everyone loves it. And I'm playing it. And I'm I'm thinking now, because I played Majora's Mask earlier this year. I remember you and me talked about that a lot earlier this year, Nestor.
2: I love that episode, by
0: the way. That was
1: a great episode with you too. It was a lot of fun. I wish I didn't um, have Lady Corona at the time. But I'm, I'm here playing now. Ocarina Don't of you, Time. Continue.
0: I'm playing Ocarina of Time and I'm 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 yearning for the things that Majora's Mask gives me mm-hmm. that Ocarina of Time doesn't. The app the atmosphere of the mood. You know, uh Ocarina of Time is such a classic fantasy coming-of-age story.
1: Yeah,
0: And Majora's Mask, it's weird. It came out in 2000, and it's essentially like, quote-unquote, a kid's game. But Majora's Mask is a game that I only relate to and understand on a deeper level more and more as I get older, as I become an adult more and, and experience more of life's hardships. Like, Majora's Mask is such an adult game. It's crazy, and I, I connect with it more. So it's like, even though A Cochrane of Time is my favorite, it's like I'm playing it, and I'm like... There's this huge element and atmosphere and aspect of Majora's Mass that's not there in Ocarina of Time, and I'm, I'm yearning for that. So same goes for ODST and other games, you know, like, and that's the thing, too, is like to bring it back over to Halo, you know, for the for the big complainers out there for Halo Infinite, you know, a lot of it is, oh, there's not big set piece moments. There's no Scarab battles. There's no there's no more biomes, you know, not saying these can't be fair complaints, but I choose to view Halo in a different way. When I play Halo Three, I'm looking for the cinematic, big set piece game, end of the world, big stakes. But when I play Halo ODST, it's like this small. I'm a, I'm just a regular dude in a city. Very trying intimate. to Find my. It's intimate, right? Well, then I kind of. That's how I feel with Infinite. Like when I play Infinite, it's like, yeah, Infinite doesn't have like the Arbiter and a fight for saying Helios and giant space battles, but it's me, a Spartan on this destroyed ring, trying to figure out what happened, save Marines, defeat the banished and 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 discover what happened to Cortana and Man, and, and introduce the Halo. world to it's very it's <laughs> like it's an intimate it's it's more intimate, you know? Like Infinite's more intimate. And I I, I, I choose to look and there's no wrong way to look at it, mm-hmm. but I choose to look at Infinite's lack of set pieces. And in singular area as its own benefit, right? Like it's 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 me and the weapon, and it's our relationship, and the pilot and his struggle, and it's just intimate. And I like it because it's like I don't lose the Halo Three, the, the Halo Threes of the world, the Halo Twos, the Reach, the ODST. I don't lose what they have to offer, and I would offer. I would I would I would actually put forward that Halo Five is perhaps the most galaxy wide, galaxy spanning, crazy shit going on, big big universal stakes that. game. Yes, Ever And it's like, I can get those experiences there, but when I go to Infinite, I get this this, this intimate thing, and it just makes me appreciate the game so much. And we have so much Halo right now, right? It's like people are like, oh, Halo's in the bleakest state it's ever been. I know why they're saying that. It's because we got a game that launched without staples like Co-op and Forge, and it's fair in some sense, but in another sense, it's like... We have this MCC collection that's God-tier. It has everything, and it's more playable than ever, and better modes, and better better frames. And but graphics, I'm sick of and, playing that. I want to play more new shit. Give me more new shit. And you got Halo 5, and you got Halo Wars 1 and 2, and, you got, and it's like when people talk about, and I know there are some people out there who genuinely, genuinely, in their heart of hearts, say that they wish 343... Hadn't have created anything, and that they just never existed. Mm-hmm. But I just find that so insane because you just got to think of how much three four three has done. They're far from perfect, sure, but how much they've done in the time they've been around. They've given us Halo Four, Halo Five, Halo Infinite. They've given us Halo MCC, Halo Wars Two, a bazillion books. There's there's Forerunner Dawn. There's Nightfall. There's the TV show. If you like it, I know for many people that's a sore spot. Nestor, there's did you watch figures, it? Comics. Nightfall? Yeah. Yeah. Or no, no, no. Uh, no, the the, the, the TV series. show. Oh, no, not
1: Paramount yet. Plus. Not yet. Okay, I'd be real curious to hear your thoughts, either yeah. which way. Anyway, continue. But Brian there's
0: just I... so much Halo content, and, and, and if you tell me that of all the content 343s put out mm-hmm. in their 12 years, that you don't like any of it, I'm not going to say you're lying, because you know, you're entitled to your opinion, but I'm just like, really? Like, there's nothing there that you liked? They've brought so much. Like, so much of what I love about Halo, I mean, I would say the majority of it, majority of it is in Bungie's, you know, legacy and their titles, but sure. like... There's so much I love that comes exclusively from three four three. No, so. absolutely, dude. I, I get that completely. It looks awesome.
1: <laughs> well, Nestor, for you, man, like, you know, I'm, I'm as I'm looking over at, at you and everything like that. Your handsome face, and I see the the all the collector stuff you got. <laughs> I love that. Uh, but what is it? You know, you see, I see the ODS T one up there on the wall. What is it for you that really puts it up there? You know, over other games. You know, is it is it more to do with Halo? Is it more to do with like these friendship experiences that you've had with them? I mean, if you're really putting it on one thing, what really what's the legacy of Halo for you? Like in terms of just your love of it?
0: It's how it makes you feel, Josh. It's how it makes, how it makes
1: it you makes feel. it feels good. It's
0: about the friends we made along the way.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, I'll just be that guy. Halo. It's not about the friends for me. It's about the game. <laughs> That's just the truth. Uh, Somebody uh, out there guys. listings like, he said it. <laughs> so, so for me, it's about the feelings the games give me personally. It's not about the friends.
2: <laughs> so, so my number three is Odst, but my number four is is three, and three is there because I I, I hold it very dearly. I spent so many hours playing it with friends, mm-hmm. um, and that's why it's there for for the friends for the memories. Uh, Odst is is slightly above it because that's you know that's my halo game but then like my friend group it's it's like it's just my favorite because it's uh
1: it's a very personal experience
2: yeah, yeah. it's 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 a very it's like a very personal quiet experience when you're out on the streets uh, uh, collecting all the all the voice clips um i kind of like i i really like you know we all, we all like underdog stories so mm-hmm. oh yeah you know, play, playing guys. as playing as a as a human, uh, really amplifies that for me.
1: Hell yeah, hell yeah. So if they if they someday come out and they're like ODS T two, it's happening.
0: We're looking at you. Just show. going crazy for that
1: one day one on that.
0: Oh hell yeah, dude. There's no rookie, Josh.
1: Well, there's somebody else. There's somebody else. They'll find something.
0: There's nobody like the Rookie. <laughs> I'm sure they can make somebody like the
2: Rookie. <laughs> not even, no, it's impossible. Not even that. Like, all of Alpha 9 is Spartans now, so... Yeah. Uh, they'd have to either make a completely new team and, like, really sell us on their characters. Or bring back the old team and... I don't know how you give uh, how you give Spartans scary, scary stakes like that, but...
0: Or, or just make an ODST 2 that takes place right after 1 and they're still together and they're not Spartans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yeah. take those.
1: Yeah. I would take what I could get.
0: You can play right <laughs> up, you can play right you up, can up until the rookie before dies. Before the rookie dies.
2: <laughs> yeah. You go out like Modern Warfare 2, the, the guy kills you at the end.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> heartbreaking. Still the <laughs> oh. What if they just took that book and they just made it into a game?
1: You know what? I wouldn't mind that, to be honest. I wouldn't either. Yeah. Go that would, except
2: it. when the
0: rookie dies, I'm gonna cry. That
2: would be interesting because um, new blood is so intro introspective. Like it, mm-hmm. it's written from the point of view of Buck and uh, the dude who wrote, wrote the dude who wrote it. Uh, Matt Forbeck, I think. He, like, if you guys haven't read it, he 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 captures Buck's like inner monologue like perfectly, like. You you read it I and you, you 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 read it and you literally hear Nathan Fillion's voice.
1: Oh hell yeah! Like he he He's absolutely, the character I think in all of Halo I resonate the most with. So yeah, really, let's get he,
2: to here. He absolutely nails it, and it's just um, it's just a really good read. Uh, there's like this whole there's like this like third line uh in the book where um, Buck Buck grew up on on a planet that was mostly water, so he okay. his family had like a fish they were like uh fishers by trade Mm. and uh there's this whole thing where uh where june comes up and asks him if he wants to become a spartan and at first he declines and there and the third line of the book is like oh yeah my uncle had this fishing rod and anytime something on it would break he would replace it and by the end by by the end of like replacing all these broken parts is it even the same fishing rod and it's like alluding to him like, becoming a Spartan. Like, if he gets all these augmentations and uh, becomes a Spartan, is he still the same person? Interesting. Yeah.
1: A little so, foreshadowing there.
2: Very well done. They ask all those questions. I think everybody in the book is like, written perfectly. Uh, dude did his research. He went back and, like, watched. Uh, you, you guys remember when ODST was coming out? They did those, like, team interviews for commercials? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he went back and he, he pulled from all that. Like uh I know, I know lots of people don't like uh, don't like the way uh, Mickey turned into an insurrectionist, but it, it was there from the start, man. It's, it's, it, if you watch those um, those team interviews, his parents were insurrectionists.
0: Mm. So, oh shit!
2: Of course, okay. a- after the war fighting aliens, if you're going back to fighting humans, like you don't really vibe with that.
0: <clears yeah, gives <clears> you yeah. something fair. to think about, doesn't it, Brian? Yeah, give you something to think about, doesn't it, Josh? <laughs> uh,
2: especially because he blames himself for the rookie's death, and that's why I think it was done so well because it it,
0: yeah.
2: it shattered it shattered the whole team morale. Wow, and it was crazy too because when I read that part where it was like you know he's being like held up by gunpoint, and uh, the, his team was watching him, and they just see him get his his brains blown out. You know, I thought to myself like because I always put myself in the rookie's shoes because he's the silent sure. protagonist and everything. <clears throat> I read that part. <clears throat> And I went to my and I went to my bathroom, I turned on the lights, and I looked at myself in the mirror. And I thought to myself, like, you know, if I was there in that situation, I feel like my final thoughts would have been looking at my team, I would have been like, It's okay, guys.
1: Man.
2: And that Man. that's why. That's it, deep. Heavy. Yeah.
0: Damn. That sounds like a really good standout book. You know, now now to kill that mood real quick, and to, I would love to just to, to just piss off the whole community, and they reveal on the cave on Reach, not Noble Six coming out of it, the rookie. <laughs> Let the it go, alive. Let the past die. Kill it. if You and have actually, to and, and Noble Six switch spots with him, and he's the one who's got his brains blown out. Because I don't actually care about Noble Six really. So. Yeah. You know, Fair enough. Man, that's that's deeper. heavy though. But I I appreciate that is that, that is very well that is very well said, uh, Nestor. That it makes it, it it fits with the and I think the whole tone of that book as well with like the fishing rod analogy and stuff like that fits with Odst and what kind of game that was. You know, like it it, it connects in a good way. I'd be interested to check out the uh,
1: audiobook of that one. Is yeah, it bad blood, uh, new blood, new blood. Okay,
0: bad, bad blood
2: is literally right after Halo Five ends,
1: and also a Taylor yeah. Swift song, right?
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Josh, have you have you read that new Halo book? I uh, knew you were in trouble when you walked in. Now I got bad blood. <laughs> okay, last question I have for you about for about Halo, uh, Nestor. Before we get out of here, is uh, if you could w- if you could change one thing about ODST, or there's one thing about ODST you don't like, what would it be? Because Josh would say the game kind of ends right as it picks up. That's kind of his thing.
2: Oh, man. I, you know, I guess if I had if I had to pick one thing, uh, just give us an extra mission as Romeo because everybody else gets two, <laughs> he only gets one.
0: Yeah, mm, yeah, that's fair. Consider that that's a good point.
2: But that's overall, point. like, I, I don't think I'd want to change anything. Uh, I you, you know, I, I I know you guys have said that it ends when it picks up, or when you guys feel like it's getting picked up, but, mm-hmm. uh. You know,
0: I'm more okay with it than Josh. I just sure, think Josh. Sure. Ha- I think Josh has a point though, too it, when he it, says. It.
2: If, if you look at it from the point of view of like, they're regular humans, and this is and the best they can do is get, get out of the city right before it gets right before it gets blown up. Yeah, like especially with the music, because I think that's I think it's some of uh, Marty and Michael's finest work.
0: Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, th- well let's be fair, let's be fair, they have the their story does have major consequences because they say Virgil and Virgil is what tell is who tells Sergeant Johnson what they're digging for, what they're doing on Earth in Halo three. Mm-hmm. So But yeah, no I, pretty I, big stake still.
2: Yeah. But I I mean I think that ends off pretty pretty all right. You know, everybody makes yeah, it out with it. The the yeah. music hits its high note and uh we're all good and set for Halo three. <laughs>
1: I feel you on that. I feel you. I mean, I think the reason why I have that opinion that I have normally is just because I love the progression, and I really love those characters, and, you know, knowing that I don't have another experience to move on to with them, aside from Buck, you know, I'm like, oh, man, I guess I'll just have to start all over again.
0: You know? I might but, just realize, how are they, they going to kill the rookie but keep rolling? <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Let it go! <laughs> Let it go! God. What the hell? <laughs> Jesus. Can we get a book where Roland dies, please? Oh my god. No, I agree. Bro, with
2: you. he's like the only AI that didn't turn. I don't think they're going to kill him.
0: <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious that the only reason they showed him not turning is because he's the most deceitful of one of them all and he actually did turn.
1: 2023 E3 Phil Spencer comes out and he's like
0: He's got a Roland T.
1: He's like yeah, he's he's got like a crimson sky shirt and he's like in. shows off a trailer and you're like what is this kind of is this some Ace Combat shit and then you see it's Crimson Skies remake and then he's like that's why I'm pleased to announce Roland is the new star spinoff in the spin-off of Crimson of Crimson Ties yeah. or Crimson Skies I said Crimson Ties it's called Crimson Ties now cause it's connected to Halo and the reason
0: that Roland's the reason that Roland's in the universe is because in the Halo universe they played Crimson Skies and they designed their AI after the main character that's Roland. my head
1: cannon. <laughs> do you
0: like Roland? Uh Nestor? Yeah, he was alright.
1: He's not as bad as <laughs> well, we make him out to be, but he, that's the he, only time I'm gonna say that.
2: He, he, he's <laughs> he's the sacred icon meme, and that that's that's his claim to fame for me. But you know <laughs> I thought <laughs> I thought he was alright.
1: <laughs> he's got his moments, but I do love I do love, I, Brian and I used to quote that shit so much I remember in his bedroom. I remember we would be playing or talking about Halo and we do the Hey yeah. when No one's listening to him. Oh my god. Because she didn't die I mean, when she was
0: supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that line. I
2: mean, I mean to to be fair, he, he he can't be that memorable because I there was a period of time um after I played um uh F- Fireteam Raven and they they have a dumb AI named Wes named Wes Yeah yeah he's like a he's like a butler dude and I kept calling I kept calling Roland Wellesley
0: oh well you know where they got they got the term dumb AI was from Roland's existence hey (laughs) is anybody gonna listen to me hey (laughs) he's standing in a room with Lasky Palmer and Halsey and he's like I'm the most important one
2: uh, the only (laughs) thing that would have made that seem better is if Del Rio was still there
0: I like Del Rio more than Roland (laughs) Yeah, let's we'll bring back that. Del Rio. I second. Yeah, yeah. I miss Palmer. But that's a I perfect way to end you the, you this episode to to this by AI. slandering. <laughs> <laughs> and then Chief's like, "Okay, you can have him," and he hands over Roland. <laughs> he's like, "Oh no, shit!" He comes he's out. A troll like face.
1: A, five uh, minutes later, he's like, "I don't. You can have it. You can have it."
0: Uh, it's like, it's like somebody should mod Halo Four. You know, in the second mission of Halo Four, where like he's holding, you know, usually Chief's holding Cortana, but instead he's holding Roland, and Roland's like. AI's deteriorate after seven years, chief. And then he's like, die. (laughs) (laughs) Die. I'm not saving you. Uh, But yeah, Roland Slander, perfect way to end this episode. Sorry that we went off course there, Nestor, but uh, man. Yeah, I loved hearing your Halo story. I loved hearing it, Yeah, and you've deepened my love for ODST. Like, I loved ODST before I met you. You know, I I had nothing bad to say about it, but you've deepened my love for it even more. I love seeing your passion for it. I love your obscure favorite games because they're... I mean, honestly, ODST and Majora's Mask are two of my favorite games of all time as well. Luigi's Mansion is not as high up there, but I do really like it. I do really respect Luigi's Mansion. Um, but I know hopefully it doesn't hurt you too much, Nestor, for me saying that. But uh, I do love What, you don't I like do love peak,
2: human, peak human form? Oh, the, Luigi? The perfection that is the green man? <laughs> What John Leguizamo's portrayal wasn't good enough for you, oh, oh, you bro?
0: Know. <laughs> dude, he's got an action figure of John. I remember Leguizamo seeing yeah. that from the movie. Oh. That's amazing,
1: dude. I love that. Love that. Movie that movie's so much, great, man. I love that movie.
0: So we need great. to have, yeah, we got to have uh, Nestor back on for a Super Mario Bros. movie uh, episode. Yeah, maybe. dude, I would, I would, I would be so game about.
1: for that. But Nestor, dude, That's we so love you, here. man. And dude, one of my favorite episodes we've ever done was the Odst one, and it was mainly because. You and Mikey sending those clips that played off one oh, another that was so amazing. well, oh, and I legendary. think about those. I think about those often, dude. And there's times if I want to go get an endorphin rush, I'll go back and I'll play both your guys' clips. And I loved that shit. I absolutely ate it up, man. So, dude,
2: shout out to Mikey, man. He totally blasted me with that. <laughs>
0: that was so good. <laughs> hey, hey, we, was <laughs> <hysterical>. Yeah, <laughs> dude.
2: That. I <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking <laughs> da-
0: that. Yeah, that was. I could just literally envision Luigi like. Going out in a drop pod, like not knowing how to handle it, being terrified. Yeah, Mama Mia part completely caught me off guard. But yeah, guys, if you if you want to know what we're talking about and you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to our ODST retrospective episode. It was uh, it was very good. But Nestor, thank you so much for being on here. Uh, we love having you. You're one of our love biggest you, supporters. You're an awesome friend. Um, we're going to have you on again uh, as soon as we possibly can. I know our schedules are having a hard time lining up, but we got you on for two for a total of three, got to get you on for a few more. So much we can talk about. Yeah. We really hope Josh buys Breath of the Wild. Um, Hell yeah, man. <laughs> we love you, man. Well, by the time this maybe goes up, maybe they'll have... Uh, maybe I'll, I'm sure I'll have bought it.
2: I'm sure I'll... Yeah. I'll, I'll wake up at uh, 5 a.m. for John. you guys again. I don't care.
0: <laughs> yeah, this dude got up at 5 a.m. to podcast with us because it's the only time we get yeah, together. Yeah, dude. So seriously. Shout out to Nestor. Shout out to Green Plumber. Uh, we love you, shout man. Shout out Thank to fucking so Ouija. Guys, I, uh, <laughs> I hope you love listening to this episode. Josh just like... I had to get that one in there. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode and and getting to hear another person's, you know, background and story with Halo. It's something we always enjoy. It gives us the warm fuzzies, and uh, we all have those special memories of how we got into Halo. So thank you so much, Nestor, for being here. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening to this episode. And as always, keep it sacred.